interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. Beatitude for Games. 1. FM Disseminate. 2. Melody Disruption. 3. Hey, it's Coolio if you don't know, and it is time for yet another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in lovely downtown Halifax. Pretty nice day out there. Um, it is getting to the point where it's starting to get colder, but we will get to some more weather details in about half an hour's time. For now, it is time to check out what is new at Low Bias Gaming. Um, as soon as I get it up here. Uh, but it is pretty much, um, it's pretty much Jason right now. Um, six new episodes. Yes, yeah, six new episodes of Dragon Warrior 7. That's pretty much what is up on the website right now. But, uh, that doesn't mean that's all that's going on. Of course, there's the 365 days of the Super Nintendo still going on with Mega Man 11 being the latest entry there. We have some more, um, oh sorry, no, the latest soundtrack is Mega Man 11, the latest uh, 365 SNES, Mario is Missing, Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City, Killer Instinct, and Mega Man 7 are up on the board right now, and of course, there's still some streaming going on, Jade's doing some streaming, I'm doing my Kirby streaming um, currently every Sunday. Although that's going to change because I'm going to be working pretty soon and that might involve working on Sundays. So we'll see what happens and take things one, one step at a time. What do you say we do that? Anyway, so yeah, not a whole lot going on, but that doesn't, uh, not, that doesn't mean that things aren't in the works. Uh, there are always things that are kind of happening behind the curtains within the shadows so yeah just gonna wait and see what's going on i'm just gonna keep saying what's going on anyway um yeah it is time for some music you're listening to square wave symphony on ckdu 88.1 fm halifax
You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was by Martin Stig Anderson, and it is the title theme to today's game from the archives. Uncertain of his sister's fate, a boy enters limbo. And that's pretty much all that's written here, because Scarlet doesn't fill things in. Anyway, spoilers, Scarlet played this. This is Limbo. It's a uh, puzzle platformer game for Windows, developed and published by Play Dead and released in 2011. It is very much kind of an artistic experience. And um, yeah, you just go through a uh, very dark uh, monochrome area you know large spiders who needs those anyway uh it is really something that needs to be experienced more than talked about so either you can play it or you can come see it on low bias gaming scarlet brings us three new episodes well not new but three episodes as part of the low bias monthly for april 2015 games with eight colors or less check it out
was Multipolyphony with Joyride, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky, and... Uh, Speaking of weird, it is time for the news of the weird. And as usual, I do not read these stories ahead of time. Some of these may not jive well with all audiences, but they are checked for objectionable content. And this is the first week in a little while where every single story ranked as zero, which is good. Uh, so um, this segment is about 13 to 15 minutes long. Take that as you will. Our lead story for today, unclear on the concept. Jennifer Cullen Hall, 48, of Tony, Alabama, was distraught when she called the Limestone County Sheriff's Office dispatch on October 2nd. So officers went, were sent to call on her. Uh, public, public Information Officer Stephen Young told the News Courier the officers first, uh, first approached Hall's landlord, who told them she had been, quote, acting strangely and hinted she might be on drugs. When the officers spoke to Hall, she produced a clear bag from a baby wipes container and told them, I want this dope tested because she feared the methamphetamines in the bag had possibly been tainted with another drug. Asked if she had consumed the drugs, Hall said she had but couldn't remember when. She was arrested and charged with possession of a controlled substance and was held at the Limestone County Jail. So you gave the police a bag of drugs and asked them if there was drugs in it. Hmm. Unclear on the concept indeed. How about these two inexplicable stories? First, a front door camera in McDowell Country, North Carolina. Those are getting real popular, by the way. Um, twice captured a bold loiter on the home's porch. A naked man. That's probably why they're popular, because weird stuff happens. Sheriff's officers arrested Denny Lynn Lover, 45, in early October after identifying him by his distinctive tattoos, the McDowell News reported. Uh, Dover had visited the home in April and again on October 3rd when he attempted to break in. He was charged with first-degree bur uh, burglary and held on $50,000 bond. Dover isn't new to a life of crime. He also has convictions for arson, drug possession, larceny, peeping, and breaking in. You'd probably be a lot less conspicuous in doing these things if you were wearing clothes. Just saying. Our next inexplicable story, the Louisville Courier-Journal reported that Knox County, Kentucky Sheriff's deputies arrested Barrett L. Sizemore, 48, of Hydric on October 4th for theft of a honey wagon, a septic cleaning truck, in Barberville. The truck went missing on October 2nd, and authorities located it in a barn in Laurel County, not far from where Sizemore was arrested. He is being held on a $10,000 bond. A septic cleaning truck and it was found in a barn maybe they wanted to use the fertilizer that's probably not the best place to get it just saying um, sometimes however there are unintended consequences and that's exactly what these next two stories are about 
First, an, un an unidentified 90, no, sorry, 89-year-old woman who had previous trouble with trespassers on a remote property outside Peru, California, was hospitalized on October 5th after her attempt to shoo away a group of nine people went wrong. After spotting the interlopers, she warned, warned them away and fired two rounds from her rifle into a hillside to, quote, emphasize her point. Ventura County Sheriff's Office Captain Eric Buchow told the Los Angeles Times. As the group retreated, the woman pursued them in her pickup truck to be sure they were leaving and pointed her gun at them. One man tried to talk with her, but she couldn't hear him, so he opened, uh, he opened the door of her truck and grabbed the gun barrel. In the process, Buchow said, she fell out of the truck and, unbeknownst to the man, the truck was still in gear, so the rear, we uh, rear wheel drove over her leg, continued to roll off, and went off a cliff. She was airlifted to a hospital with injuries to her ankle and neither party wanted to press charges, so no arrests were made. I can imagine that being a little bit of an embarrassment to everyone involved. Um... Very unfortunate times, that, but, you know, I think the best thing to do is just to stay off of other people's property. And this won't happen. In our next unintended consequence, an, un an unidentified man in Phoenix, a lot of unidentified people. Are, are they coming in unidentified flying saucers? Anyway. An unidentified man in Phoenix became angry at his upstairs neighbors for making too much noise on, on October 6th. He first tried banging on their door around 11.20pm, but then returned to his apartment and fired several shots into his ceiling, one of which apparently ricocheted and hit him in the face, according to the Arizona Republic. Although no one else was injured, the shooter was taken to the hospital in extremely critical condition. I hope he's okay, but there are definitely better ways to get people to quiet down. Violent means are usually going to end up with violent results, and sometimes they kind of backfire like that. Speaking of overreactions, an apparent dispute over pigeons at Pershing Field in Jersey City, New Jersey has resulted in Charles Lowy, 69, facing eight years in prison for reckless manslaughter, according to the Jersey Journal. In April 2018, Lowy stabbed former schoolteacher Anthony Bello, 77, to death as, uh, after they argued af uh, about Lowy's habit of feeding pigeons in the park. Maybe I should review my list of words that score points. Hmm. Lowy's attorney called Bello the mayor of the block and said that he was the aggressor in the altercation and that Lowy had stabbed himself uh, no, that Lowy had stabbed him in self-defense. No stabbing of self here. Uh, Hudson County Superior Court Judge uh, Sheila Venable sentenced Lowy on October 4th. He must serve at least 85% of his sentence. A dispute over pigeons? It's pigeons! People! My goodness. Ah, boy. Uh, here's some more um, stories under the same banner. This one is... Oops! First, Tina Springer, 44, was the passenger in a car driven by Brent Park, 79, as they stopped to let a train pass in Enid, Oklahoma, on October 3rd. 
Parks's yellow Labrador Retriever chose that moment to jump from the back seat onto the center console, causing a 22 caliber handgun stored underneath to discharge and stri uh, strike Springer in the left thigh. The Enid News and Eagle reported that Parks, whom Springer is a caretaker for, told police he doesn't usually carry the weapon loaded. Springer was taken to a hospital for treatment. And the dog was held at the something or other kennel. Yet that kind of crashed and burned, didn't it? But um, yeah, that is unfortunate. That is very much oops. Here is another oops. Homeowner Linda Taylor Witt of Linwood, Illinois, and her family returned home from a birthday dinner on October 5th to find, quote, a wheel coming through my washroom ceiling in an upstairs bathroom. A wheel? Taylor Witt, who lives about a mile from Lansing Municipal Airport, told the Chicago Tribune she, quote, didn't know what kind of wheel it was at first. I guessed it was an airplane wheel, she said. But it was from a helicopter, according to Amy Summers of Summers Skies Incorporated, a helicopter flight school in Lansing. When Summers heard about the incident, she knew she'd found the ground handling wheel she'd been missing and called Taylor Witt to apologize. The wheel had apparently been left uh, on one of the company's helicopters during flight and fell off. Taylor Witt was relieved the damage wasn't worse. I am glad, thank you Lord, that it was a wheel instead of a plane That uh, because it could have been so bad. Wheels up! Mm, wheels down! Oh no. At least no one else was down. That's the important thing. Here's a bright idea for you guys. Uh, Springfield, Missouri authorities have come up with a clever campaign to curb pet waste in the downtown area, the Associated Press reported. Piles of dog poop are being tagged with recyclable paper flags, sporting messages such as, Is this your turd? Because that's absurd. And this is a nudge to pick up the fudge. <sighs> really? Come on, guys. The city notes... The city noted that it spends $7,500 a year to pick up 25 pounds of waste per week from downtown parks and parking lots. And these rhymes are supposed to make it all better. I guess. Yeah. What are you gonna do? But do pick up after your pets after they've gone, because that's just not pleasant otherwise. Here is a story that we haven't seen in a while under the line of awesome. Open your wallet. If you have enough scratch, you, ha you can buy a customized pair of Nike Air Max 97s dubbed Jesus Shoes from a Brooklyn, New York co company called MSCHF. Introduced online October 8th, these shoes have 50 cubic centimeters of holy water from the, jo the Jordan River Inject it into the souls, quote, so you can literally walk on water, noted Cosmopolitan, a crucifix in the laces, read in souls hearkening to Vatican traditions, in a Matthew 14.25 inscription. They are also scented with frankincense and sport a godly white and light blue colorway. The Jesus shoes originally sold for $1,425, but are now fetching anywhere from $2,000 to upwards of $11,000. I don't care how good the shoes are. That is too much for shoes. 
you know, I, I need a pair of basically $160 shoes because I have a foot condition. But, uh, I, there is no condition that your feet can be in to warrant spending $11,000 on a pair of shoes. Anyway. Our next story, least competent driver. In downtown Vancouver, British Columbia on October 8th, an unnamed elder elderly driver managed to flip her Honda Accord and injure herself, her passenger, and several pedestrians while trying to parallel park. According to CTV News, as she tried to back into a parking lot, the driver accelerated, jumping the curb and slamming into an immigration office before coming to rest on the sidewalk. Vancouver Police Sergeant Aaron Road called the incident a strange accident and wished all the injured a speedy recovery. It's always the parallel parking that's going to get you. It'll get you during your, te your driver's test and it'll get you when you have your license for 20 years. It's always going to be the parallel park. The obvious solution, get rid of parallel parking, but I don't know how it's going to happen. Our final story for today, chutzpah. Sure, there are probably plenty of stolen goods for sale on Facebook Marketplace, but according to authorities in Oklahoma City, Vicky Treester, 36, went big. She's been charged with stealing a metal garage and posting it for sale for $1,500. Coincidentally, the original owner was browsing Marketplace when he saw Treester's ad, which included photos of two people taking this, his building apart and notified police. KOCO Coco, reported Treester changed her story several times when questioned by police about how she came to own the building, according to court documents. Treester was charged in early October with grand larceny. How do you steal a garage? Like, it seems to me that a garage should be kind of a permanent fixture on someone's, you know, dwelling, but... I don't know. Maybe garages are, maybe garages are different nowadays. Maybe I'd need to invest in a car hole instead. There we go. So someone's performing illegal activities in my car hole. Anyway, enough with the Simpsons references. Enough with the news. It is time for the weather. And it is currently 11 degrees here in Halifax and mostly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of showers. Wind west 20 kilometers gusting to 40, becoming northwest 20 this evening and a low of 6. Saturday, October 19th, a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers. Wind northwest 20 kilometers gusting to 40 and a high of 10. UV index of 3 or moderate. At night, a few clouds. Wind northwest 20 kilometers becoming light in the evening, low of plus 3. Sunday, uh, October 20th, a mix of sun and cloud at high of 14 degrees, going down to a low of 3 and cloudy periods at night. Monday, October 21st, a mix of sun and cloud at high of 15, going down to a low of 5 and clear skies at night. Tuesday, October 22nd, a uh, sorry, sunny skies and a high of 13, going down to a low of 9 and a 6% chance of showers at night. Wednesday, October 23rd, 6% chance of showers all day with a high of 15 and a low of 10. 
And Thursday, October 24th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 14 degrees. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, and it is time for some music.
that was ah that's that's the name uh, with letters to lovely days and you're listening to square wave symphony on ckdu 88.1 fm halifax And welcome back to the Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolio if you don't know, this is your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky, and today I want to talk about a game. Actually three of them, or well, maybe four? It's always nice to revisit our favorite games from back in the day, but it can get to the point where we're so familiar with them that it starts feeling a little old hat, a little dull. So what do we do? Mix things up! So many games nowadays have tools to randomize everything about them, where items are, what order the maps are in, what battles you get to fight and where, and often more. Here are a few examples of these mixed up games. First, let's look at Wario Land 3. This is sort of an exploration platformer. It's for the Game Boy Color, developed and published by Nintendo and released in North America in 2000. After Wario crash lands in a forest, he finds a strange music box in a nearby cave. However, as soon as he picks it up, he magically finds himself trapped inside the world they're in. First, the presentation. This game knows it's a Game Boy Color game and pushes this fact pretty hard. It is highly colorful and looks pretty fantastic. The music, meanwhile, for the most part, is very Wario, which is to say a lot of it is kind of flatulent. It's not overly bad though, and the sound effects also fit the game pretty well. Now, as far as how the game feels to play, the controls are pretty solid. Jump, charge, of uh, wait, that's it? Well, actually, for some reason, Wario's abilities are sealed away in this world and require him to find some treasures before he can have them back. And there are a lot of treasures, 100 of them in fact, 4 in each of the 25 stages. And that can be a point of frustration to some people, there's no way to tell which treasures have been found and which ones are accessible unless the player is keeping track of it on paper and each new... Uh, treasure will unlock a different stage and different treasures in that stage and it can get quite frustrating uh, unless the player is keeping track of it on paper which is personally what I was doing when I originally LP'd this game. So what can be randomized in this already random feeling game? The simplest answer is that the order of the stages can be shuffled as well as which treasure chests, uh, which treasures are in which chests. Items which have no bearing on the game as far as unlocking courses can be removed. Even so much as music and color palettes can be changed up. Surely randomizing Wario Land 3 will keep even the most experienced player on their toes. Just make sure you have a piece of paper to keep track of where you need to go if you take up this challenge. Next up, it's Dragon Quest, known in North America as Dragon Warrior. This is an RPG for the NES developed by Chunsoft, published by Nintendo and released in North America in 1989. Dark times in the kingdom of Alephgard as the Dragon Lord has, uh, has kidnapped Princess Gwalin and taken her to his own castle. Long ago, a knight named Erdrick tried to, to defeat him but has vanished without a trace. Now, someone claiming to be a descendant has presented himself to King Lorik XVI and intends to reclaim the princess and take the dragon lord down proper. So, how does it look? 
Considering that these are the early days of console RPGs, it looks pretty alright, albeit a bit simple. There's a fair uh, variety in the types and designs of monsters the player will run into. Environments, however, tend to be pretty plain and similar looking, which wasn't uncommon for this time period, and a lot of the music is also reused a fair amount throughout the game. As far as the gameplay, well, admittedly there wasn't really much of a standard set for how console RPG should work yet. This results in a lot of clunk to this game. Uh, opening chests, talking to people, using stairs, all of this has to be done through menus. All of the text is verbose and uses fake old English leading to a bit of a slow pace overall. Not helped by the fact that there is a lot of grinding to do to get to, uh, to get the knight's level to where he'll survive some of the later encounters, Dragonlord notwithstanding. So what does the, randomi uh, the randomizer do here? Oh, a lot of things. Goodness, all these options. Enemies can be randomized, or stats and attacks can be randomized, how much they're worth on kill can be randomized, which players is the... Uh, which spells the player learns when can be randomized, the entire world map can be randomized, and then there are convenience and QOL options, quality of life, such as to reduce the grind, make the game run faster, remove magic keys and the fact that they're required at all. Really, if you even if you choose not to randomize anything, it's still worth running this tool to make things a little more palatable to today's expectations. Now it's time for The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. This is a top-down adventure for the Super Nintendo developed and published by Nintendo and released in North America in 1992. An evil wizard named Aghanim has been zapping maidens into another world and Princess Zelda is the last one left. Why is this happening? In order to release evil Ganon from that same other world. And as usual, the only person who can stop Ganon is Link. But let's also talk about Super Metroid. Some of you probably know where this is going. This is an exploration platformer for the Super Nintendo, developed and published by Nintendo and released in North America in 1994. With the galaxy's Metroid population down to one, everyone figures there won't be any further issues and, re and research begins on the creature. However, Ridley, who just simply won't ever die, comes around, steals the tiny, the tiny baby space jellyfish, and heads back to Zevus. It's now up to Samus to chase after Ridley and the space pirates and hopefully deal with this threat once and for all. I could start going into review mode for both of these games, but the fact is... Uh, this is a one-hour show, and I probably don't have time uh, for both of these games at this point. Someone did, however, have the time and the energy to somehow combine these two games into a single... Excuse me, into a single randomizer. So how does this work exactly? The game starts with Super Metroid after Samus has landed on Zebus. However... A few side rooms will cause the game to transition to Link's side of the story, and a few caves on his side will loop back into Super Metroid. Link may find upgrades to Samus's power suit, and Samus may find uh, equipment for Link. So what are the randomization op options for this one? 
Well, sad to say there aren't really any to speak of. The only thing that can really be selected is the random logic for the Super Metroid side, and whether the game will require the player to, to perform advanced techniques such as Shine Spark and Mock Ball. Still, the fact that this combines two games into one can lead to a huge amount of chaos in how the player's experience can turn out. All in all, a fascinating experience and worth at least trying once. So there it is and there you go. Randomizers are kind of a big trend now and the number of games which can be subjected to this entropy keeps growing all the time. The big list of video game randomizers at debigare.com, D-E-B-I-G-A-R-E.com slash randomizers does its best to keep up with them all and is a good place to start if you're interested. Just be careful not to get too mixed up into it. And of course, that link will show up in the usual places. Uh, I'll try to put a link up on the Twitter. I'll uh, be putting a link in the show notes in the podcast version of the show. Um, but yeah, it kind of also leads into what we're doing for the Low Bias Monthly for October. Uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned, but it was Ragnats' turn to pick this month. And uh, he has selected for us to all do the same randomizer uh, with different seeds so that is uh, that's gonna be interesting what we ended up doing is we each picked one or two games uh, put them through random.org in a list randomizer and um, one of them came up and we will be seeing videos for that shortly I think shouldn't be too long anyway let me know what your favorite randomizer is over on Twitter at SquareSim, S-Y-M. What's your favorite randomizer? Why is it your favorite randomizer? Give us some ideas, like give us some suggestions. Anyway, time for a little bit of music. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
That was MZO-T with uh, Tic Tac, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And I've found a thing. Yes, I have found a thing, and I'll share that thing with you in a segment that I like to call I Found a Thing. And a lot of people like to complain about how expensive cell phone bills are right now, but uh, not as expensive as this one person. This is an article from about seven years ago, October 11th, 2012, on The Guardian, and written by Angelique Chrysophis in Paris, French phone company rings up a bill of 11.7 quadrillion dollars. Jobless customer nearly had a heart attack after receiving demand for 5,000 times the gross domestic product of France. It was surely the most astronomical bill, phone bill in history when an unemployed childminder in southwest France received a bill for 11 quadrillion 721 tr- uh, trillion dollars that's 11.7 million uh sorry euros that's 11.7 million billion euros more than 5,000 times the gross domestic product of france it took her days of wrangling with helpline staff to stop it being debited from her bank account celine san jose of pesac a bordeaux suburb has just lost her job and wanted to enter phone subscription when the final bill arrived she told her local paper, her local paper, Sudwest, I nearly had a heart attack. There were so many zeros that I couldn't even work out how much it was. Uh, she called Boeing Telecom, the phone company headed by Mar- Martin Boeing, uh, a friend of Nicolas Sarkozy, but was told by shrugging staff there was nothing they could do. One said it's calculated automatically. Another told her she would be contacted about paying in installments. Several calls later, an advisor admitted it was a mistake. San Jose owed 117 euros and 21 centimes. The company has apologized and let her off the real bill. Well, I mean, at least they at least they let her off. But I completely understand. I've worked in call centers for seven years, and sometimes there's just nothing that can be done when you're in a frontline position. But when you're looking at a 11 quadrillion euro or dollar or whatever your currency is bill, you don't talk about doing installments. What are you going to do with the installments for? A thousand euros for the rest of time? My goodness. That that's the point where you start looking at why has this happened and what can we do to not have this happen because I don't think anyone is going to legitimately rack up an 11 quadrillion euro bill. There's basically someone that sat on the zero key is what happened there. Anyway, I uh yeah, so I found that and uh to share that with you because that's what I do in this segment, I guess. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
And that was Techno Babble uh, with. Where is it? There we go. Skyline Waveform. And that does bring us to the end of today's episode. I do hope that you enjoyed it. Um, episodes going forward might be a little bit different because of changes in my own life, but I do completely intend to keep doing this show for as long as I possibly can. I do enjoy um, doing the show. I enjoy getting feedback, and I hope that you enjoy the show as well. And if you do, please send me feedback. I love to hear it. You can do so over it to, on Twitter at SquareSim or send me an email. It's all in the ending credits that I will be starting now but before I go just a quick reminder that election day is on Monday October 21st if you haven't already remember to go forth and make your voices heard you can find all the info you need at elections.ca Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Segment music composed by myself, Madame Namiki, Noriki Kamakura, Twilight of Defect, Niflis, Pink Projects, and Commissar. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU, followed by The Witching Hour at 7pm and The Vinyl Factory at 830 comments questions want your chiptunes featured on the show email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on twitter at squaresim you can call you can also call the ckdu feedback line at 902-494-8041 there's also a podcast version of this show it's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim or just search for square wave symphony square wave is one word on apple Podcasts, google play or tune in radio this has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm cool to you if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time.